What's up, everybody? It is like six weeks later, one snowstorm later, but Bobby and Sam are back. We're yeah, going to we about some sports. We got lucky today. What is it? March 22nd. We were supposed to get the big storm, the abyss, last night and got absolutely nothing. Woke got up nothing. to like three inches of slush. And um, so that we didn't know if we'd even make it today, but it's been, what, two weeks? Lot two of, weeks. A lot of... It's the NFL offseason and everything, but it's there's been a lot of action going on, a lot so to catch much up going on. on. I wanted well, to go through our brackets. I was so confident in my bracket. I'm so glad we didn't have time to do the uh, bracket reveal last week because mine is looking scarce <laughs> right now. I, I have some Final Four teams left, but I have some. My team in the finals is gone. I was snake bit. All right, and uh, whatever. No one cares about our brackets though. But w- we do want to start and talk about March Madness as which, I light up this. Uh, Super Pineapple Haze brought to you by who? Uh, oh, Weedco USA is supplying the exotic flowers today. We will be uh, sampling some ca- sour kosher and Super Pineapple Haze fire during the show today. So, as always, thank you to Weedco USA for coming through. And right before this, we ate a couple of gummies from our friends at Mass Cannabis Chefs. Um, we're running low on gummies, Mass Cannabis Chefs, so... Replenish us. And also, um, High Tide Glass Company. Um, They sent us a sick rig. I don't know where it is, but we have it, and it's sick. Man, that's some good. We're going to use it. We're waiting on something. That's some good talking. They'll be really proud to have (laughs) it. Listen, all right. Like I said, thank you to WeGo USA. All right. Well, back to... Sports. March Madness is is truly March Madness. This year is a great example of that. I mean, the first time ever, the one versus sixteen seed. What what did you think about that? How far did you have Virginia going? Okay, so I had Virginia going pretty far. I figured ACC winner. You know what I mean? You beat Duke. You beat North North Carolina. You're you're you know the the number one seed in the tournament. I had them losing, but I I had them losing like late. To another team that's out. Well, see, I have a thing in college hoops is I don't like the teams that win the conference tournament. I feel like that's um, it's like pre-com. finishing too early. Like yes. you come your pants. Finishing too early, blowing your load too early, if you will. It's they've that that's like a similar feel to the tournament, and they go on a four or five game streak. A lot of times, or a three game streak if you're <laughs> at top of the conference. But a lot of times you use up a lot of your like fairy dusts on one of those runs. Yeah, you know, that's you true. You get breaks, and if you look around the the quickly at some of the teams that won the conference tournaments, um, um, you know, they won, they're out. Mich- um, actually, Michigan won, so that's a horrible example. Mich- um, <laughs> Michigan's like the one three seed left. Yeah, Houston won theirs, they're out. You know, I'm I'm reaching here, but um. I get it. Arizona, I get what you're saying. No, oh, I get Arizona, what you're saying. Arizona. Arizona went on that run right in everyone's eye, and they're like out immediately. I feel like everybody on that team's draft position just dropped so drastically. It should. Well, it should. Eight, that guy, you Eaton. Can't, dude, you can't get it done in the first round. Yeah, of but the, their guy, Aiton, isn't going. There's one guy overseas, Bobic or whatever, that people are saying is the next Larry Bird, and then Aiton's going to go one or two. So that didn't hurt him. It may have hurt, like... The, a couple of their guards and stuff that were yeah, but he sniffed. didn't like. I feel like everybody's like trying to say he's the next Anthony Davis, and he's not. Uh, I mean, he's not that far off, man. He is though, because Anthony Davis dominates yeah, everybody in that game. Anthony Dude, D- even the announcers on CBS were like, "Do you remember yeah, Anthony well, Davis in Kentucky? Though he wasn't an outside shooter. He shoots threes in the NBA now. He couldn't even shoot a fifteen footer. He wouldn't let so anybody score." He was fierce in the on their run in the final four. He had like eleven blocks. In a yeah, couple games. that's the difference. I agree completely. That's the but defense is the difference when you but step in up the to NBA, play against men. Defense is almost. I mean, it's like. I mean, I guess why he's so good is because he steps out and shoots threes now and then can go post up and everything versatility. Yeah, yeah but so anyway, he's like the um, future so, future player. So I mean, obviously there was insane upsets. Baltimore County, you know, beating Virginia. Yeah, that's um, crazy, dude. I was I was here. With John. Oh, really? And we, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take off now. I'll get home and I'll catch the end of, you know, the this, spread was this 20 game. and a half. And I like right before tip almost took Virginia minus 20 and a half. <laughs> and what did they lose by 20? So they it was did. like, a, it 20. was 40 they, point they swing. They got the shit kicked out of them. Supposedly, it's only the second biggest upset in tournament history. I guess years ago, Missouri was a two seed and they played a 15. It wasn't a one in 16, but they were like 24 point favorites. And this time it was 20 and a half. 
so anytime a 20 and a half point favorite is losing uh it's insanity but you know and then two of the four number one seeds are out your oh how have we not talked about this already R.I.P. in peace to UNC Tar Heels and that trash squad that oh. everyone hates. All right. First um, of all, this is what happened. Joel Berry went out the way he should. Dude, they crying. Played, they played horrendous. Yeah. That was I, so bad. I was a huge Luke May guy until those two games of oh, trash. Yeah, no, that was that was a garbage game. I, I kept watching it, and I got a text from my buddy, and he was like, it's not looking good. And I was like, well, it's not looking bad yet. You know what I mean? We're, we're down like 10, 12. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can. That's a ga- it's, it's a streaky game. They're they're obviously better than this team. It's not a big deal. I saw a fair amount of Texas A&M this year and did not think they had that in them. No. Um, UNC had flaws and that's why I didn't like them. I actually had Providence beating them, but definitely had. Flaws. I knew they were going out. Definitely early, a flawed team, and I don't think they expected to be where they are right now. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. They weren't supposed to be. They weren't even supposed Virginia to be the tournament, wasn't dude. Even in the top twenty-five. Thank the goodness season. for this FBI investigation where it's not just everybody looking at UNC now. Now it's going to be everybody. So it doesn't matter. So now they're just going to get kind of like swept in with everybody else. So it's not going to be as bad as I thought it was going to be. They won the tournament last year. So, you know, we're, once we, we deal with whatever we're going to have to deal with, we our recruiting's back. We're like, listen, we won not too long ago. Roy Williams is still here. This is still North Carolina. Go put on the shorts and tell me if you want to come here. I can't agree with you because I think oh, they're trash. But how can you think um, they're trash? Foghorn Leghorn, their coach, Roy Williams, he's like, hey. <laughs> he did. Absolutely. Terrible. He's but, the funniest. So, all right. So, now there's 16 teams left. They've re-bracketed. And um, I'm just curious, like, if you had to do a quick, no one really cares about your bracket or anything, but who do, who would you like to win right now? Do you have any strong opinion? Does I mean, there a how team you that caught not, your eye? Or? I would love to see West Virginia win. I like Bob Huggins. I love West Virginia. Like I just like them. And um, their 14th year point guard there, um, Johnny <laughs> Tryhard. Yeah. Did they? They. That's how they do it, though. He is uh, Javon Carter is his name, right? And he's a beast. And he's averaging like 25 a game in the tournament. I joke around with my friends because he literally has seems like he's been he'd been there for like the last 12 years. Um, supposedly Bob Huggins. Um, only recruited him because of like he was going to a gym to see another kid and that kid was shooting shots like two hours before the game then after the game like went back out and shot shots for another hour and Knight didn't and recruit Bob, the kid Bob that Huggins he went there like that's yeah. my kind of oh, guy yeah, Bob Huggins Did I say Knight mm-hmm. oh man same thing. Same thing. Same dude. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Everyone knew what I meant, but yeah, Huggy Bear, man, dude, unbelievable. Everybody knew what you meant, but I used to love Bobby. That's Bear. why you looked at me weird. You gotta, you gotta correct me on that. But um, so anyway, so who do you think out of the sixteen? Who, what, who, who do you find? Who do you think's going all the way? All right, I feel like this year the way things are going. Duke has a pretty clear. I mean, they got to beat Syracuse, which is apparently like a super hot team right There's now. There's no money so. line on that. I think the spread's eleven and a half, so it's pretty pretty high favorites. Um, Villanova. I mean, they got to they got to beat. Bob well, it Huggins. would be Duke versus Villanova in the final four if the both of them make it. The, the win the next two. Oh, games. I'm just yelling out people that could win. Right. I mean, dude, um, Kentucky. Well, see that bracket Gonzaga? is. We have to mention this if we call ourselves a sports podcast. That's the first time. Um, Ever that a the a five seed is the lowest seed left in a in a regional this late. That's insane. Is so it, listen the, to it. It's a five, and then Nevada, Nevada's a seven. Yep. Kansas State's a nine, and Loyola Chicago is an eleven. Yeah, that game's the first game tonight. That'll be a good one. That's Loyola, gonna be Chicago, dude, that's Nevada. insane. So that Kentucky's almost had the funniest is on the selection show. My boy John Calipari, who I actually love. I, I like think John he's Calvary. the most entertaining guy. And oh, he's awesome. He's dude. on the selection show complaining about their draw. How funny is that? And now they they literally have the easiest ske- road to the Final Four of any team ever if they'd make it all the way. You know, think about who Syracuse has to play. Syracuse played a play-in game. Then they played TCU. Then they played Michigan State. And, and they will have to Duke. play Duke. And if they win that, they would have to beat Kansas or Clemson. Kansas, potentially. Then they'd have to beat Villanova. <laughs> Imagine that run. That would be the best run in the history that of the world. That would be amazing. Yeah. If they get if I mean if they get deep enough, dude, 
my team's out. So, so I mean, I, I, root, I, I, root I for all the reason upset. I brought up who do you think's gonna win is I think Duke is an absolute lock. I think this team. <sighs> I've watched no. their season. Everybody all year. keeps saying they're a lock, no, dude. No, that means who they're says out. that? I mean, they're only like you the just fourth said that. Everybody's yeah. saying it. They're dude. they're the fourth favorite right now of the teams like on the betting scale. Which is sorry to bring that up every two seconds, but that's what I look no, at. No, please bring but it up every two. Seconds. I followed Duke close this year, and I feel like they've been building towards this kind of run. They they played weird in some games early in the year, but I think they were it was all a means to an end. They know they're getting in. They were not worried about it, and a lot of teams max out early and then fade. But I really think that Duke is destined for this run. They have the magic formula, which is you threes, but until they have, well, we get hot or we lose. Not by their 20. not their gameplay. I mean the. Their team is young and energetic and athletic, but then Grayson Allen is a fourth-year senior, and he like gives them Cheats. that kind of yeah. He he trips guys he trips and hits people and in the balls. He's yeah. the worst. He's but like he's like Christian. He's I just like, think they have a good mix. Of he's talent. like a mini Christian Leitner. And they're one, I feel like they always have one. Well, right, and but their one knock is depth. But in the tournament, depth doesn't matter. Syracuse has that kid Howard that's played. 40 minutes for like 12 straight games or whatever. It, you have two days off in the tournament. It's no back-to-backs or anything. So these 18, 19, 20-year-old guys, like on Duke, they can play six guys and get away with it. Duke's seventh, eighth, ninth guys are trash coming off the bench. But they don't need them in this tournament, which I think gives them a distinct advantage. You are right, I though. Think so. I think so. fatal flaw is that they depend on threes. So if you go icy like Michigan State did, mm-hmm. you know. And one more thing I need to get off my chest here is – Syracuse, don't give me that shit with them, with Bayheim, that jerk, and how the zone is so mesmerizing. If you watch that Michigan State game, they missed wide open threes. If you went out there and, that, and just stood where those guys stood, they shot, I think they were 8 of like 37 from 3 in that game. Which is like that's sixteen or nineteen. But dude, that's or- like that's the way basketball is going. That's why everybody thinks Mike Krzyzewski is this great but coach. Listening- that's the direction basketball is going. I know, I know. In. Makes- where they're like, oh, we're just gonna launch up fucking threes, dude. I hate it. But my, I hate it. I'm the announcer the whole game. I'm watching it because I obviously brought on Michigan State, and I'm watching it in disgust. And the guy keeps going over and over and over again. Oh, this zone. You gotta like how Bayheim's in play. This zone is tough, and it's. How many threes is Miles Bridges going to miss? And the point guard, Winston, he's shooting up two-hand set shots. Brick O'Nick. Every time, I, I couldn't take it. And yes, I know that you get cold and that stuff happens, blah, blah, blah. But it's not the zone being good. You're taking wide open threes. If they hit 17 of 37, we're not talking about this. They've won by 10. Yeah, and no, I, I don't think so I don't giving think the zone, zone in Bayheim the credit is what pisses me off. Give well, them that's credit. because that's what they do, dude. Is they 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 every time Syracuse does good, they bring out the zone. It's always the to- the conversation, the zone, dude. I mean, we, I've never seen worse shooting than Michigan State. It was embarrassing. But I feel like you need that. I feel like the tournament ha- is one of those things where you. You, you come in and you're going to be only as good as you're going to be that night because you have to win tonight. Yeah. So you kind of have to – if the game's close, you have to lay it all on the line every single time. And I think that's why you see these upsets. And I think that something's happening. Like as I've grown up in, in like watching it. So, okay, I was watching it in the 90s. I was watching it. I was like 10 and 95. So do the math. That's when I was I was watching it at like eight. You know what I mean? Jason Kidd. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was watching it, but I remember more. I remember him being like drafted and being young. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like that's where I'm at. But I, I think you've seen all these upsets happen and there's not these dominant schools anymore and with social media and with the way the information travels. Now you're seeing these kids that are able to go to they, dude. Steph Curry went to Davidson. Yeah. That recruit the kid. I forget his name. The kid that was l- fucking nasty. Yeah. He wanted he was like wanted to be Steph Curry. So he went to Davidson. Yeah, the kid it was who's the, number thirty one on their team now because he couldn't take thirty because of Steph Curry. Yeah. That he, two things he, about he's the highest um recruited player they've ever go got. Five star, yeah. They've the, ever got two quick things about Davidson is one is how many times during the Davidson game did they mention that they can't officially retire Steph Curry's number because he hasn't graduated from the school. I watched the whole game. They mentioned that 45 times during the game. Like, the guy would go to break and be like, Davidson's on a 6-0 run and Steph Curry can't get his number retired because <laughs> he hasn't graduated from college. I was like, dude, shut up. So anyway, that pissed me off. But also, they had the best backdoor cover of all time. They were they were like plus 5, 5.5. Five they were down 10 or 11 with like 49 seconds left, and they covered. They ended up losing by four and like a three at the buzzer. 
That's awesome. But um, you know, a lot of people had that, and that that kind of that's why the tournament's unbelievable because it's two forty three on a Thursday afternoon, and some guy's backdoor covering. It's just it's a beautiful <laughs> thing, you know. It's a beautiful thing. So, um, but all right. So my pick is Duke to win it. I know that's a capo pick. I mean, it isn't though, because at this a, point, who the fuck knows? I mean, man. they're a two seed. I don't feel like it's like you know taking whatever. I think something's going to happen with Villanova. I agree with you on West Virginia. I would West love Virginia to see win, West dude. Virginia win, and they have but a chance. I, but you know what? We're a little recency biased on West Virginia because they I only. I like Bob. They don't, I agree with you, so. but they only beat a twelve seed and a thirteen and he, seed, and he, I know they played great. That team, the Cincinnati team, didn't win a championship either. Cincinnati this year? Oh, with Huggins? No, with Huggins. no he went to the Final Four. But, but he's, he never. He doesn't have. Huggins oh. has no title. So <sighs> he needs That would one, be man. epic. Yeah. Love Bob Huggins. Hopefully he'd sail off into the sunset there. But all right. So, so you so, okay, so I'm gonna, if I have to pick a team, yeah. I'm going to pick a team. All right. Um, I'm going to go with fucking West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. It's there. Like Let's do it. I like that. I like West if Virginia. If it's West Virginia Duke uh, this time next week, that would be outstanding. Yeah, it would be, it that'd could, be great. It would be. Uh, it wouldn't be official yet, but we could be on the right track. So, all right. So other. So when we last left, we talked about the Bruins and how they had an important stretch of games coming up. And in the last two weeks since we did a pod, they have been absolutely crushing it. And half their teams out with injuries. And one of the things we talked about the last time was you went on a couple good runs about um, how hockey's been pussified and. We talked about the back is hit and how he, it was a suspension, and we didn't even think it was a bad hit. It was a bad and hit, no. So I then so. that brings us, we just got lucky on this, but last night's game, uh, you know, national Wednesday night game against St. Louis, not really a big game because the Bruins had like eight guys out or whatever, but um, they are battling to win the Eastern Conference. I like I like, the, I like those games, though. I like mm. when you have a bunch of guys out, and it's kind of on every all the secondary players, kind of like how the Celtics are going through it right now, exactly, too. Yeah. Like, I like that before the, the playoffs. That's, like, perfect. And it it's a big – these guys know it's a Wednesday night national TV game. It's against a team you don't play often in St. Louis, who's a fairly good team. So it's a, it's a, it was a cool game. But So what I want to get at is there was the hit with David Krejci last night. And um, – I wanted to get your two cents on that since um, when Backus did what we didn't think was a very bad hit and got you know the big suspension the last time we talked. Now Krejci got smushed by a guy on St. Louis and they gave him a two-minute minor, no major, and they've already came out today and said no secondary discipline. All right, I'm going to watch this. I didn't watch this so. game. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's uh Yeah, that's pretty brutal, dude. I mean, I don't I but did, I I feel like that's isn't that just a hit? <laughs> so right. You Our main point uh, is How do you hit somebody? Uh, hey, we're and, in agreement that we don't think that should be a penalty, but we also didn't think the backest thing should be a penalty. But if the backest thing is a suspension, that ha- what is that? That has to be something. Consistency is something that drives me insane because I feel like it's so easy to be consistent. Yeah, that's I a mean, big hit, man. He's, I he mean, does he have popped. his head down whether that's his fault or not. All right, but- here's my question. So, boom, he gets hit, right? Yeah. And then he's falling to the ground. That was a big hit. Krejci, I would imagine, is pretty big on um, pretty big deal for this team with as oh, many players as they have out, the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, like, he's why had were problems? Why was too. this guy in the penalty box not getting shit kicked? without getting? Oh, you're shit going back to that? Him. You think Bob Probert should have jumped out of the stands and two handed him with a you stick? You think he would have hit him like that if uh, Bob Probert was there? So that makes that kind of helps your point, huh? Of the. Uh, they need to police themselves. Yeah, there was a little scrum after, like there always is a little push fight. No, yeah, no, I saw the push fight. Yeah, but I thought I was, I thought that was hockey. Yeah, so NBA I mean, has push fights. It's a good day for you to be right about that because it's um, a good day. It's always mean, a good day world, for me Chara to be right. In your world, Chara walked over and just picked the guy up and speed bagged yes. him. Was Chara there? No, Chara's out actually. Okay, injured. Then, then so, no. but in, I just picked him. Somebody should have been there. Who's, who's new on the team? That could fight. I mean, like Kevin Miller or somebody yeah, would go good. after him, like a defense. Let somebody be like, "Hey, you know yeah. what? If he's out, I'll punch him." So in the many face guys for are you. hurt. Like, I'm gonna just—I didn't look this up, but this, off the top of my head, McAvoy's out, Chara's out, um, Backus is out, um, Krejci's out. Krejci is now out, but it's oh, <laughs> not De, funny. I'm Debrusque, not laughing. Debrusque is out, um, and he's been an awesome rookie third third liner, um, and so. So they've had to, but the best part about this past week who was is playing goalie in that game last night was Hudobin. 
Kudobin. Okay. Kudobin. He made an awesome save at the end. They almost lost. He's been playing really well too. Yeah, but they're gonna, you know. Well, obviously they're gonna go with Rask. Right. I'm um, just saying, like that's good to have. No. My coworker today asked me if Kudobin would get any time in the playoffs, and I like smugly was like. No, like you play one goalie in the playoffs, like only if they're down 0-2 or 0-3 in a series and you need to change up the flow or something. But your best bet is let a goalie get hot and take you on a run. But Hudobin's been undeniably good this year. So what do you think of that? Should you I mean, let Rask play because he's the better pedigree guy? Or do you just play like what you think? I or? feel you You play whoever you play, especially if he's playing well. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, take the guy that you actually signed to be your number one guy out. I'm not going to ever say that. I'm going to say let him fail. But if he fails, why would right. you? Like 0-2 and, and, or 0-3 in the series, and it's like yeah. been two five-goal games. you got to change it up. I mean, what if they score What if they score seven goals on this dude? I mean, they're going to take him out before he sends, he's, right. they score seven. But they what if they just light him the fuck up in the first two periods or the first period? Like, he might be de- dead. That might be it. Mm. I don't know. It's like I feel like it's like a pitcher. I feel like uh, a goalie in hockey and a pitcher in baseball are like – they're like intertwined in the sports world where, you know what I mean? Where there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of attention on what you're doing while the team does what the rest of the team does. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be part of the turning a double play. That's not your thing. Well, I mean, you could be, you could right. be, but you know what I'm saying. That's not the. I fuck get you're your there point. For. That's not what you're point. there for. Yeah, you know no, what no, I mean? I get what you're so, saying. So, like, with with a goalie in hockey, in hockey, I feel like if you're getting lit up, dude, you're getting lit up. Like, just get the fuck out of there before you. Well, I'm not before really you saying that. There's no just doubt in a game. In one game, he'll get lifted if he gets. Lifted but four but goals. if he comes in, he's lights out. You keep him. going into the playoffs. Do you think they should go in saying we're going to play based on matchup, or do you just say, Anton, thanks for a good season. Too good. It's yours. Take us to the title. And hopefully yeah. you win every series and it's yeah. all too and it's all too doesn't and yeah, the ice. Exactly. That's what you hope yeah. you happens, right? Absolutely. All right. So that's what I told the kid today. I just that's what I think everyone thinks. I just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But I don't I mean I will say if he lets up if it's four nothing in the second period of the first playoff game, peace, buddy. Yeah, bring you in Hudobin yeah, and then you probably still start trap a grass game too. But if you, they, they, they but if they blow you have two, a quick hook. When do you take him out? Right. Well, quick hook in game two. If he starts, if it's, you fall on three nothing, you know, bye. So three. Yeah, what, I mean, what like depends two. on the goals, man. I mean, if he is fanning on easy things and it's embarrassing, you take him right Just out. Chuck Knobloch. But if it's like gonna... a two on one and you have no say, or well, a yeah, that's shot. that's different. Um. So I just do. I want to do. Want to bring up the some bit of good news this this week. It's the Bruins basically like got a free tr- like deadline acquisition with the situate's own Ryan Donato. Who, so what? Who what did, is that? So how so does that work? Listen how like listen boy? how listen how cool this is. The NCAA hockey. He got drafted in 2014, like when he was coming out of high school or whatever. And the Bruins just kept kept his rights. But instead of having to make a life changing decision at age 18 or whatever, if he should go pro or go to college or whatever, the NCAA hockey and and, and NHL, he played at college for at Harvard for three years. And could decide every year if he wanted to come out. So he just finished his junior year of hockey. He supposedly is going to graduate soon because he's, you know, a Harvard kid. But Well, yeah, you work on but getting how your cool degree while he you're there and you can. He doesn't ruin his life by making a bad decision at age 18 by right. deciding right then to come out or go back or whatever. Is baseball like that too? Or is there like an option? Baseball is similar. Where but it's, different, right? You, you have to choose and then you have to wait at least like three years to do it in baseball. In hockey, I think once you're a certain age, you can come out anytime you want, um, which is similar to baseball too. But baseball players are usually younger because hockey, Donato's guys play minor uh, juniors in hockey, so a lot of like college freshmen are twenty and not eighteen, so it's okay. a little different. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. But my main point with Donato is, um, he's they get him. They lost in the you know ECAC tournament, and they were officially eliminated, and they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Soon as that happens, that year's over, and he can sign. So he literally signed. He's already living in Cambridge. He's missed practice yesterday because he went to is class. He, is he still living in the dorms? Yeah, he 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 missed class. I mean, practice Bruins practice yesterday to go to class. It must have been a predetermined deal with them. Like, hey, I'm gonna miss class. So supposedly this is his third year, and if he finishes in May, he's graduated from Harvard. So he wants to keep going while he's rolling. Obviously, he's got like what two months left or whatever. 
So he's gonna. They're allowing him to miss practice to finish school. Why not? Yeah, but so, why not? Good for him, dude. That's awesome. But how good has he been? He's been lightning, dude, and he was the best a, player on the U.S. Olympic team. What a fucking lifestyle! All how, right, if how he's much from, he's, do you from think situate, he's, he's like from Situate. He's from Situate, and um, yeah, he played, but he played private school. He didn't play at Situate High. That's or fine, anything. but he's yeah. from Situate. Yeah. Situate Mass. Yeah, cool, cool. Because his father, Ted Donato, was on the Bruins in the was 90s. On, okay, so his dad and was on the, the Bruins. Harvard coach. So, so. And he's the Harvard coach. So his son grew up, I would imagine, a Bruins fan. Obviously. I, I would imagine something to do with Harvard. And he got to, he, well, he yeah, got well, to go. I you think get Ted to, Donato you get to, went to Harvard, too. Dude, so you go to Harvard, and then you play for the Bruins. Yeah. That's a pretty sick Decent life. life yeah. And, you're, and, yeah, and you're from Situate. And you're nasty, too. And, like, and, you know, and you're gross. No one watched. I actually, U- I watched that game. He had two assists in that game. It, he had a goal too. He scored. Yeah, both he had a goal games, and two assists. Two assists. No, I, yeah. yeah, the goal. I he set up like... that beautiful goal to Krejci. The like later in the um, last night in last night's game, he scored too. It was a little so, bit of a fluky bounce, um, and he hit a knuckle puck. But he hit a knuckle puck. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was his name in that movie? But he's active. Oh, I forget his name. It's knuckle puck time, though. I remember that. It is knuckle puck time. Yeah. Russell or something. I forget. Um, <laughs> Russell. He was from the man. I'm going to get ripped for forgetting <laughs> right now. But um, so, so Donato's like adding a free acquisition at the trade deadline. Like he's a top six forward. Like, and so it, that boost, you know. Rick so will, Nat- will he play? He's in, the, in the playoffs. He's going to be in the playoffs. He's going to be like probably like the third line winger or whatever. Because the other factor, oh, I didn't even mention that Bergeron is out, by the way, who's like by far the most <laughs> important one. So excuse me, uh, we'd go USA. But um, he they've been great without him, and he's sniffing coming back now. He basically broke his foot taking a shot, and it's been it's missed like 11 games or something. And But you want him to sit till the playoffs. Talking, well, no, right? he's coming back in the next. He's been skating with the Providence Bruins for a couple of days, so he'll be back. He's got to – you got to have him come back and get his legs back for the playoffs, make sure he's comfortable. On well, the yeah, true, true. But, um, you know, he's such a machine. He'll be right back to normal. He'll put an extra piece of metal on his skate or something and be fine. That won't even affect him once it's healed. So, so I don't know. They're only – they're right behind Tampa Bay in the standings now. They have an outright chance to get the one seed and avoid Toronto in the first round. So, I mean, things are rolling on all cylinders for them. And, um, you know, they have the weird Friday-Sunday schedule this weekend, so it'll be good. You should check out Sunday's game. It'll be a a good game there. But um, they're on the West Coast. They play Dallas, and um, it'll be a good test. Usually they struggle out West. So if they come back winning those two games, and we're talking about passing Tampa Bay and being the one seed by Monday, so that would be – pretty huge and it would be ridiculous to do with eight guys injured so how much um how much can you attribute to the coaching considering i mean other than a couple of young guys and then nash this is what we had last year isn't it i think that now that you see what's happened which is ex post facto but you that coaching change is the most important thing that's happened because claude was say what you want about him out you know won the cup i love claude forever but he was not a young player's coach and all this team, this team has been inundated with young guys, which has breathed the life into them. The fourth line's all young guys. They've been nasty. DeBrusque has been a revelation. Danton Heinen, who we absolutely stained on this podcast, three weeks ago when we talked about, I went on a rant about Danton Heinen being, having 39 points. Almost until yesterday, he had 40 points. He hadn't had a point in like three weeks. He scored his first goal in like 11 games the other night. So I completely <laughs> stained him. He was going on full cylinders. I mentioned him on here, and he was he's dead. So, But he, he, he's young. DeBrusque is young. McAvoy is young. Grizzlich is young. Uh, they've added Donato, who's young. But they also have the old guard, Bacchus, Bergeron, Chara, you Marchand. know, Marchand. So... This team is... I've been watching. But it, again, <laughs> Claude wouldn't have accepted these young guys because they do make mistakes. Grizzlich last night made a terrible play and almost gave away a goal. So, you know, uh, it, I just think that they have a good mix of talent and I would take them to uh, win the cup. So, Dude, I'm into it. I can't wait. I'm very excited. And it's funny because I only started watching hockey. I mean, I, again, I watched hockey, but I never really watched it a lot. And now my daughter was like, I want to watch hockey, daddy. Oh, yeah. So now we're watching hockey, and I'm like, this isn't too bad. I like Well, this, this Bruins team is fun to watch because although in general the league has no balls compared to what it used to, if anyone does have balls, it's the Bruins. And they'll the, be and down. The Hurricanes, I heard. They fight too. The Hurricanes will scrap, but I mean overall balls. Like the Bruins are not out of any game. 
They were oh, dude, they the were way four to been... one last week and I came back that. and that they were like plus thirty two or plus thirty two hundred to win the game. Thirty two to one odds. It and it was four to one and they came it's just like ho hum five four. We got it. They have balls. They they're one of the few teams that will will hits is a physical team. They were intimidating St. Louis last night. And you know. I, I think that's because of what you said. I think it's because they have these young kids that are too too young to know there's no way they can do it. And then right. the, and the guys that have been there, the core, that are like, let's fucking do this while we can. You know what right. I mean? Because they're, I mean, as you get older, you get older. How young must Chara feel playing alongside, like, you know, 21-year-old Grizzlich and, like, 21-year-old McAvoy and stuff? Right. Like, he probably feels young again. It probably feels he, awesome. You know? So, I don't know. But I think they got a good shot. So and they seem um, to have a good team chemistry, too. Well, I, I've noticed that like I watch as I've been watching and, and it's, it's funny. Cause like, I think I noticed stuff that everybody may or may not notice. You know what I mean? But when I was watching them, I was like, these guys seem to really like kind of have each other's back. And even in the way they play, like they kind of go to each other's passes and they, they're, it's kind of like, um, remember the idiots, the yeah, Red yeah, Sox the, team. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that where it was like, they, you could tell these guys are just all in there. Just, like let's fucking do this, um, and I like that. That's pretty cool. Man. One thing that this is gives a good you, year to get into hockey. One thing that gives you a telltale sign of that is you can watch. Um, I'm sure you don't watch much out of town hockey, but watching the Bruins, I you can not. you can tell how a team celebrates a goal of is almost like an indicator, and it, it varies on how important the goal is. Obviously, like a game tying goal with five seconds left is going to be a big celebration. Yeah, but any goal. But if a team has good camaraderie and they're skating around and they like each other, even a regular goal. They're like, you know, you see these Bruins kids, like young, you know, everybody's goals, like they're first or they're like 12. Right? They're all, they're, they're all excited. Yeah. And like they, you can see the like older guys, like kind of nodding, being like, oh yeah. Like, remember that? Know? Yeah. Like, or like, look at this kid. Like, this is awesome to see. And then it motivates the younger guys. Like, Marshan's not going to get out dueled by DeBrusque in practice. It's probably like, <laughs> F you, bro. And, you know? <laughs> So I just think they have a great mix, but yeah. So let's go. Awesome. Let's go to the different locker room in the Boston Garden and discuss uh, your shirt, the uh, Boston Celtics, and um, some storylines with them are Kyrie game-winning game shot last night is uh, Marcus there. Morris. Let's yeah. start at Marcus Morris well, playing. To be honest, though, really good right the now. The games that are going on right now are less important than the the, the Kyrie thing. We can rehash a couple of these games that have happened. Going back to what we were talking about when the Bruins are... They've showed some balls. They've the showed some balls, the Celtics. Man. Celtics are showing balls. Bruins are showing balls. Yeah, that, That's a good it's thing. A, it's Let's a, start it's right there. Spring. I agree. That's the common denominator between the two teams is the the Celtics might have the biggest balls in the NBA and the Gordon, Bruins have the Gordon biggest Hayward balls in the NHL. Gordon Hayward is developing I see and... and, and Gordon, no Gordon Hayward. I'm out on I Gordon Hayward. I'm not out on I him. I can't watch him play again after seeing that. I need to know his leg healed for at least like <laughs> nine months. But his leg snapped in half. Sorry, I'm out. I'm not watching him. I'll turn away every time he touches the ball because like, ah. it's going to happen again. But Do you think so? I mean, I don't know. I'm scared. Um, you can't say stuff like that, dude. You're going to ruin the well, podcast forever. Whatever I say, the opposite <laughs> happens. So he probably has the titanium oh, leg of uh, the Terminator now. Oh, so. man. But so... Kyrie. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Kyrie. It'll sp we'll spill into like Marcus Morris in the game. But so we, we just to preface our last time we talked, we we were talking about the yeah dudes who like don't like Kyrie taking a day of rest. Like I pay you for eighty two games, you yep. know, whatever. So how how does that now? It's completely changed because it comes out that it's not just like little soreness. Supposedly he has screws in his knee from a major surgery that need to come out, and they're rubbing against shit and making it really uncomfortable. And he's getting a second opinion on if they need to come out or he can shoot it up and just play and then fix it after. Supposedly, I mean, he hasn't come out yet, but the rumors are that he, it's a pain tolerance issue. It's not going to hurt him any further. It's just so it's a pain thing. It's a that's what they say. So that's so, what he's getting a second opinion about, right? So. There's can, no way. If he can play three with, or four more months and then fix it, even if he starts next year hurt, uh, out. This is his Allen you, Iverson moment. I'm ready. So which way? That's what I guess I'm asking you is what would you prefer? Him to just not jeopardize himself for the long term and just rest up and let Gordon Hayward rest up and let these young guys get its playoff experience and then see you next year? Or let's effing go. We're in second place in the East. How many more times are we going to get there? We got to win. We were in first place last year. Well, Toronto's. Yeah, now right. we're in second place. Right. Well, you know what I mean? So what's your MO? Let me. Uh, all right. So 
personally, if, if I was like the coach or if I was the GM, you know what I mean? I'm Brad Stevens. What am I doing? I would say, let's see what we're dealing with. I would, if, if it was well, I mean, something, Marcus if, Smart's if it's, out for the year. If they, if, if they have, if they have two, if they get the second opinion and they say it's just a pain thing, well, I mean, do you? We can shoot you up and you can play. Do you want to play? And if he's, is Kyrie going to be a, a team guy that wants to do that's that? That's a question. That's a question. We'll see. I feel like the answer is yes. I feel like if you give him pain, I feel like he'll he'll do. It, it's his Iverson moment. He'll. I think. From what I've seen from him this year, you know what I mean? I feel like he has a chance to emerge from the shadow of LeBron. And LeBron's, I mean, LeBron, but the Cavs aren't the, the Cavs that they were with Kyrie. So well, this is his moment, dude, to really shift that pendulum, you know, the way that it, that it really has never been. Right, but if you don't think that if he plays it smart and fixes it that they're not going to be in the same position next year. Oh, we're going to be in a much Adding better a position. Bit, we're well, going to be so in a I mean, much better position. I'm just next saying year. it's not like this oh, is no, a do or I'm die not, thing. Oh no, I'm not playing like I'm everything we do right now is on borrowed time because one of our max players like ripped his leg off. All right. First, well, you know what I mean? I agree, yeah. Obviously. So yeah, so I I guess I guess what you're saying I I would like to see Kyrie play cuz I would like to see Kyrie take that Isaiah role and then get Hayward. So do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like remember last year like, Isaiah kind of he kind of failed at putting the team on his back. Well, he got hurt. Once he hurt his hip, he and was his done. Sister, and his sister died, dude. Right. Like there was, there was But a I mean lot he carried on. them down the stretch. Well it's not well I will not poo Isaiah. He was a beautiful I, I few mean, months of entertainment. What happened after he got hurt? He made Friday nights fun all last dreary winter. What happened after he got hurt? Yeah, he was junk because he's a he's a no, no, no. And skills he, player. No, what happened after he got hurt with our team? Oh, they went right down the. Uh... Started winning. Well, that's true, but <laughs> we I mean, they winning. ended up losing in the playoffs. We but... did end up losing in the playoffs. We weren't the team we have now. Right. But we started winning without them. You know yeah, what they mean? did. I'm, actually, I'm hoping, they sh- they sh- I'm, they I'm hoping that Kyrie Irving can be the opposite of that, and he can actually lead a team without Gordon Hayward. And Gordon Hayward comes on and does exactly what I don't, Al Horford's we doing. Be mentioning Gordon Hayward, he's out. He's not coming back. I know, I know, but I'm talking next year. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know he's not coming back. Yeah, well, I don't. I, I actually mean, people are I still personally the hope out there. I personally don't want him to come back. I'd love to see him come back, but I'm I don't want him to come back. Mm. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, it's right. smart. So I agree with it's you on that. smart. Let me let me clarify. I think it's smart to not come back. I personally sitting on my couch watching basketball want him to be emerge from the 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 tunnel well, at halftime, at halftime and be like I'm going to play. I mean, the Eastern Conference is a mess and they're going to end up playing someone hard in the first round like Miami or somebody I think it's Milwaukee, all going to be hard. They could play Antetokounmpo or whatever. So, I'm petrified now. Do you think he can take over a game to the I, He can beat win a game or two in the series. I don't know if he can win the series because the Bucks are a disarray with Kid getting fired, and you know they the, they have a ter- Jabari Parker's coming off his second ACL tear. They're not the same. It's basically Antetokounmpo and like whatever the hell they can do. So, um, I I don't know. I just think the Eastern Conference is wide open. Toronto is blowing everyone away with the you love record. Toronto. Well, t- I want to know see, every game you go bet little, with Toronto. I, I well, I've been crushing Toronto. <laughs> my bu- my buddy that's a Raptors fan calls him like some pun about the second half second half Raptors or something like that. And um, because like every single night I look and they're down like six at the half and they win by nine, or they're down like eleven at the half and win by five. Do you and, think they're running their streak right now? Well, the funny part is last night is the only time that what I just said didn't happen. They were up for like 15 at the half last night, and Cleveland came back and won by three. Because? Well, Toronto has a huge lead. I don't know. But LeBron beast-moded. Which That's is because. He is the number one outlier of the Eastern Conference. Toronto has the big lead. He's like the wild card. It's he, like, what's he going to do? 37-17-7. and seven. He can just do that on a whim. I agree. Their defense looks atrocious, and they're not the same Cavs. I mean, the first half last night might have been rock bottom for them as a team in the last, like, since LeBron got back. But they came back and won just on LeBron's back. Well, yeah. Any series, anytime, anywhere, you can't underrate 
You can't underrate And it's him. overwhelming when he does it, too, which is the fucking worst. Because he takes over a game so much that you're like, man, this guy's like amazing. He's like a Larry Bird. He's like Magic Johnson. Where, like, even the other team's like, man, this guy's good. You know, like, remember, remember um, what was it, Larry Bird and Dominique Wilkins, where the teams are just, like, high-fiving no matter who scores because yes. everybody's putting up 60. And they're like, that this was is the amazing. Best. Yeah, that was the like, best. This is the greatest game I've ever seen. Yeah, seriously, like, Danny Ainge and Doc Rivers are like, like going like this down like, the court. This high five is and, fucking yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that's awesome, man. I I don't. I, I, I fuck LeBron, dude. But holy shit, is he good? I hate the fact that he's this good because I feel like he sucked. If he didn't suck, if he was more likable or something, I feel like it'd be different. Yeah, well, I mean, and if he wasn't so like if he wasn't so shitty, arch rivals. Yeah, you know? I feel like if he went to like so, a different team. But it, to talk like some, I'd like him if he was on the Lakers. Uh, Lakers. That's like literally the Celtics' arch rival. That wrong team to pick. No, if he was on like Indiana, Indiana. No, I like you when you retire. Like I like Kobe now. Well, I mean, I respect Kobe, but (laughs) yeah, that's okay. When I say like, I mean respect. Let's say respect. But I don't know him. He might. I mean, I respect LeBron. I just hate his guts. Yeah, exactly. So looking at hierarchy in the East, Toronto separated themselves between you know (laughs) I don't know what what they are right now, a six or eight game lead on the Celtics. The Celtics have almost that lead on Cleveland. So they've separated themselves. So both teams are going to have tough first round matchups just because that's how the East is tough is in, I mean, it's, you know, scary matchups, you know, these teams are 500 for a reason, but so what would you say? Who is the favorite in the East? Cause in my mind, Toronto is the best team. Toronto, the Toronto best probably season, is the favorite right but now. No? Playoff basketball is different than regular season. The Toronto's are you saying advantage. consensus favorite or like who I think? Well, is I'm just favorite. I'm setting the table because I just want to say that Toronto is the best team overall this season. DeRozan's had the biggest leap of any player in the league. Lowry's still a premier player. They have the best depth probably in the league, and we talked about that on like the first podcast. But in the playoffs, depth is underrated because these guys play every other night. There's no back-to-backs. You can rest, and the depth means less. So the fact that they have their 7th, 8th, and ninth guys are better than these other teams, they don't even play in the playoffs. You play 40 minutes a night in the playoffs. You did so it's not as important. So I think Toronto is being overvalued right now. Like a lot of people are getting cocky and saying they're by far the best team. Philly is petrifying to play. Like if what if you're Cleveland and they're the three and you have to play Philly in the first round? I mean, like took me a good series. That would be phenomenal. LeBron but, versus everybody. So it's a complete oh, shit show in the East. So that's what I'm saying is it's gonna be two classy to, fan bases to, just to, to, going to tie head to head. dumpster fire city. Um, <laughs> To tie it into all back together, though, with the Celtics, I think that what I've been babbling about for the past 10 minutes is I think you got to play Kyrie and go for it because listen to how much of a shit show this is. Do you think that, like, Toronto The Celtics are one of the favorites, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a, Toronto, the Celtics, Cleveland is one, two, three. But Cleveland's the favorite. Well, see, it, not by law, Toronto is. Toronto's so far yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, no. Toronto's no, no. having a historic season. You know? um, Toronto's the favorite in quotations, but well, until somebody tells LeBron he's not going well, to the finals. <laughs> like, if the, if the Celtics get lucky and the, the, the Toronto runs into Cleveland before Celtics have to run into Cleveland or whatever, would you be surprised if LeBron... Buzzsaw, dude. Yeah, if LeBron, like, put Buzzsaw. up 44 and 18 and Drake's going to be and there, and, and he's Drake's just... Drake's eye getting wet. Yeah. And he's going to be like... And Drake's going to be like, this is my moment. I can become Spike Lee, and he can be my oh, Reggie geez. Miller. Why would you want to be Spike Lee? I just put that into the universe, and now it's going to happen. It, it, Watch. All right. Well, but anyway... I just I just predicted the future, so John. <laughs> my All I'm saying is I think the Celtics need to go for it because it's so wide open. LeBron's team has fatal flaws. The Raptors can be beat. Now, if the I don't want to eat too much crow because I, if the Raptors made a run and went to the finals, I would actually not mind that. You know, I want the Celtics to go, but they're a decently likable team. I and I, think I like DeRozan. I think DeRozan's a savage. I think they have a chance, but I don't think it's they're getting treated like they're head and shoulders above everyone in the East, and I just don't think that's the case. So no, I don't. I don't think that's the case either. I, I don't think that their track record as a franchise. I feel like, okay, so before the Patriots were here, and I I love that everything goes back to football, but, I mean, doesn't everything go back to football? Um, I I think once once the the Patriots showed us that it can be – you can get one player and you can rally behind him, and you have one coach and you have one system and you have one way of of playing and you can – 
you can get behind that for a while. You can get behind that for 10 years and dominate. You know what I mean? I feel like that is a thing you're seeing more and more in Boston sports teams now. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I feel like um, I'm going to read something. Hold on. Um, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I, there, so, I mean, I don't know. It, it, my point was, I think, that um, the Raptors don't win playoff games. I mean, that's been the history, but so, history is like, made to be broken. History is always – no, no, no. And that's that's the outlier is what I'm saying. Like, the usual is they're not going to win in the playoffs. Do I think they'll win in the playoffs this year? Probably more than usual. But do I think they have what it takes to take LeBron and be like, no, LeBron, it's not your year. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could go either way. But you know what I mean. But I, I, that's my I guess my point is it could go either way, and everyone's talking like Toronto is like it's the, they're shooing to win. yeah. Let's see how they do against so the Warriors. One thing that just popped in my mind that I want to bring up. Um, that's I don't know that you've I we didn't get time to talk about this. But hold on, before you go, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right when you said that, I had one last thing I wanted to say. Sure. The reason that they're trying to do that with Toronto is probably because they want that clear cut team that they can build up playing the Warriors because the Warriors are only interesting as long as they. Have someone to play against. Have somebody to play against. And everybody's forgetting well, that the I mean, Rockets that, are going to... I, was I think the Rockets say, are going to beat the Warriors this the year. The NBA championship this year is most likely going to be the Rockets versus Warriors Western Conference Final. And then it'll it's like the Sox-Yankees in, in 04, then playing the, Card- uh, it, play the, the Cardinals. Playing the Constellation like, games. Uh, yeah, okay, pro. But so, I don't know. But so, I wanted to bring up this horrific thing that I'm not sure if you've seen yet. And ESPN this week came out and did an article. I don't even know who did it. But they did the dominant, most dominant athletes of the last 20 years. And they ranked, like, Tiger was number one. Okay. Which, I mean, good to luck arguing okay. with that. Yeah, He's no, no, already back it. dominating again. Right, but that's fine. number three was Peyton Manning. Who was number two? No, 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 hold on. Number three was Peyton Manning, and number 20 was Tom Brady. Number 20? Number, I wanted to hear your live reaction to this. That's why I didn't preface number you on this. Number 20 is so Tom Brady? The, the qualification is last... 20 years, most dominant athletes. And Peyton Manning <laughs> is number three, and Tom Brady's number 20. All right, let me see this list. It's it's a weird... Pull up this list. Yeah, it's a weird... Um, it, it's not really in a list form. It's like you got to look at pictures and stuff. But, no, I don't want to do so, all that. Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson? So, so, I mean, so, what Jimmy Johnson did, I'm let not me, taking away from what he let did. Let me list amazing, the players but. that are considered... The, let me list... I'll list all the people that are considered more dominant than Tom Brady. Jimmy Johnson, the auto racer. Okay, I mean... Roger Federer, the tennis player. Oh, Annika Sormstam, the woman's golfer. Um, Michael Schumacher, the F1 driver. Floyd Mayweather. You fuck out of here. Listen to this. Marta, the soccer player. Who is that? The Brazilian soccer player. She just has one name. Usain Bolt, number 10, which that one's tough to argue. Lionel Messi, the soccer player who's a beast. Serena Williams is number 12. I mean, Serena Williams has squashed women's tennis. She should be in the top five. Not even... She's think about it. She's like what playing ten she, like, years longer I'm pre- than normal I'm pretty girls. Sure, I'm pretty sure she created women's tennis. I mean, like she's been dominating. Number thirteen is Lauren Jackson, a WNBA player. Bob, seven spots ahead of Tom Brady. Can you imagine hating WNBA can, players? No, but, dude, not to disparage anybody on that list, but everybody is fucking two through twenty. Cristiano Ronaldo, number fourteen, the soccer player. Djokovic, the tennis player. Djokovic, the it, tennis player, uh, is more dominant. How is there two tennis players more dominant Allison than Tom Brady? Felix, the women's track star, is is one of them. Oh Barry, how about this? Barry Bonds is number 17. Remember when they would intentionally walk him with the bases loaded? And, and literally he is walk the definition running. of dominance, and he's behind all of those people I just mentioned. Because nobody remembers the, them. The top five Cause nobody be, remembers it because we don't talk about The top about five that. should be Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds Serena Williams, yep. and throw someone else out there, but not... Give them a soccer player. Yeah, uh, They yeah. need a soccer player. Yeah. ESPN needs a soccer player. Dude, they have Mike Trout. Every, everything. Listen to this. They have Mike Trout, number 18. Mike Trout, who, like, walking down the street, no one would know who he is. He's revered in fantasy football baseball circles because he's a five-tool player but the normal fan isn't a huge mike trout fan like uh, what planet are we on espn manny ESPN. pacquiao is number 19 so there's two boxers so two tennis Pacquiao's players not even the best like he's probably like i hit a good run but he's a he's a like welterweight i don't know and then number 20 is tom brady they literally put him on this list with this picture just just to just to 
make him look like he's angry or whatever. This is just a hit piece by ESPN. Always. And it's crap. Always, but, dude. So they qualified it by saying it only includes regular season statistics. Oh, yeah, because Tom Brady's never had any regular season statistics And if you before. do do that, Peyton Manning might beat him out like on statistics alone. Not So, okay, you know, what was the headline? The most dominant regular most season dominant players? Athlete, yeah, it, what the, all this article is. Is, is called, that what it was? Was it the... Click, it's yeah, I saw it on Twitter and it links it to it and it says most dominant athletes of the last twenty years. So basically, that's the not what they say, but, that's, but that's not right. It's not what it is. It's not it's what most, it is. Most dominant regular season performers of the last twenty years. And you can make an argument for all of those people. That would be Usain Bolt, who I would put on there because Jimmy Johnson you, would be on there. You ever watched those? dude? Jimmy Johnson agree, would be on there. I agree. I agree. Jimmy I agree. Johnson might be, belong in the top five. He won fucking what is it, forever five or six in a but row. Have, have you ever watched a Usain Bolt race? He's running like fifteen feet ahead of these guys who are the other best in the world. Like, looks like a, like he has twice as long legs. It's ridiculous. That's domination in its definition. Yeah, he literally crushed the soul of those guys running. So <laughs> that's what dominance is. Exactly. It's Barry what Bob. Bonds it's what Bob soul. Huggins wants to do to every team. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> Bob Huggins crushes his chair that he sits dude, on on the side. I love Bob. He gets like the worst office chair you can get and looks so uncomfortable and sits there and just spins around on it with his it's towel. So mad. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just have to. I hate to bring up ESPN and make even one person click that article. But if you look at it, it is utter trash. I've never seen worse. I don't understand it. So anyway, so I do, I wanted to do a Dude, quick. ESPN is so fucking corny, and they act like they do the uh, they do the whole oh bunch of guys from there from New England. What do you mean? Yeah, they're from like Connecticut. They're all fucking Giants fans. Yeah, well, they and I agree. They're absolute oh. trash. Um, so. We have to do our weekly now that the boy's back in town. But, uh, you know, I'm a golf junkie, like I said. And last week, Rory went on the big, um, got the big win. And Tiger was back, more importantly, in contention going into, like, the last five holes on Sunday. The ratings, top five. the ratings, again, through the absolute roof. Uh, the ratings were 136% increase he's, from he's, last year. 136% increase. The the other players already feel like peasant fodder right now. <laughs> they Because El Tigre it. is back, and he's bringing the heat, and everyone's loving it. That's, he's got to be one of the most universal sports people, like sitting there just getting texts on a Sunday afternoon. Like More people I know are watching that than any Celtics or Bruins game or anything. I mean, it's... I, it's, I didn't watch it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. It depends <laughs> on, the, on the... You know, you're not a huge golf guy, but... So anyway, um, but yes, Tiger Woods. I would watch Tiger Woods, right? Because I'd be like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Make make Sundays great again, and that's Tiger. But so that leads us into um, everyone's favorite segment: roll them up in a rug and throw them in a river. And the reason I did a little golf there, talking about last week's win, is uh, is uh, your your guy. What do you What do you have to say this week, Bob? Oh, Rory McIlroy, dude. This this guy's pissed off about. People um, heckling. So let me Why get this straight. Rory McIlroy wins the golf tournament last week, and you're on Thursday rolling him up in a rug and throwing Sorry. him in the river? Yes. I love this. <laughs> yes. Tiger's back. <laughs> so, so keep going. Yeah, so, why? yeah, no. So this is why, dude. I think that you're starting to see um, younger people take an interest in golf. And I understand golf has that, like, oh, you know, we're going to be proper and blah, 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 fucking blah. It takes place at a country club, and you're supposed to be – fucking uppity and that's fine and everything like that i have no problem putting on college <laughs> it's a bit stereotypical but I'll, yeah I, no, I hear you it's, yep. it's, i'm going with this is i'm being uh sen- i'm sensationalizing this I got but you. you get what i'm saying i like to go golfing too right you know what i mean i actually like having to not wear sweatpants you know what i mean i'm a sweatpantsman i wear them all the time tough tough right? to argue that <laughs> you know what i'm saying john I prefer no <laughs> pants, but I mean that's for a different no podcast. Pants, that's yeah. a different. That's a different one. And we'll talk about that. We'll <laughs> no pants. Man. Anyway, so yeah, no. I, my my thing is, I I see, like my little brother is is like, oh, dude, you see all the people that were at the thing on on Snapchat. It's becoming cool to go to them. And if you want it to be cool for young people that are going to come with their parents' money to a country club and spend that shit, or their money that they're, you know what I mean, they're to a country club and spend that, and you want to host something and you're bringing in the public, why wouldn't you want it to be cool to go? Yeah, that, so, I mean, what, that's, so what's your beef with Rory? 
He said that you... Oh, I didn't even say why. Thanks. That was brought to you by Weed Co. USA. So he said he wanted to stop serving or limiting um, alcohol at a golf, a oh, golf all right. tournament. Dude, I thought you were just making like a moral stance on like the I'm, country club situation. No. So he actually said that? He said Rory he wanted, came yeah. up and said that they shouldn't serve booze at the tournament. Yeah, anymore. I kind of fucking ah. buried that, but well, my, that's my bad. One of my favorite days of the year is going to the one in Norton and getting whacked with my friends. But well, How do you watch person, golf and not be destroyed? Well, if you're not a normal... If you're a normal person, you like have a few laughs, but you don't act like a jackass. There's a fine line, but I mean, yeah, but I there's a way to deal with that. I'll tell if you, if somebody's being a jackass, dude, I don't think it's happening. Half the a, crowd wouldn't be there for the tournament in Norton if you couldn't drink. That's like everyone's favorite day. It's one of the beautiful weekends of the year, Labor Day weekend. I wouldn't even go to it if yeah, you, it, that's if, you, if you, you go get drink. day drunk and everybody's right. like, oh, I'm day I drunk. Mean, you don't have to get wrecked, but have a couple nice so, uh, drinks. When, when's the one in Norton? It's Labor Day weekend every year at the TPC. It's a phenomenal tournament. I I joke. I go every year with my I always get Labor buddies. Day Memorial Day confused. Which we, one's that? A month. That's the one in September when the kids start going back to school early September. Labor Day. Labor Day is the Monday. Oh yeah, and so you the need tournament to get, is you a need to get day drunk. It's about to. That's it's what I'm about saying. To it's the cave. most beautiful weekend of the year, and you're, yeah. we have three or four vodkas. Everyone's happy. You're watching some golf this year. Tiger might be back. So Tiger might anyway. be there. Oh, dude, so, tickets will be insane. So I'm with you. I, I I'll help you roll Rory up in a river there if you want to uh, in a rug and throw him. Yeah, because because he's young, dude, and he's he's getting a lot of the love from like the barstool crowd and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if that's, I mean, you're eating off that. I bet he's eating face on Twitter from saying that. If you really, you know, oh yeah, dude. Barstool crew is probably like, dude. Barstool's making golf cool. Yeah. You know what I mean for younger it's kids. It's definitely making it mainstream. So. It is, dude. For younger, for younger college kids and around that age, dude. But that's what you need to go in the future. You you can't live off of the old way every time. You have to know a new way. Absolutely. Innovate or what's it called? Die. No doubt. You know what I mean. So let's. Uh, so roll let, it, Rory McIlroy. Uh, yeah, you're going in a rug and you're going in the fucking river, sinking to the bottom. So, all right, I'm about to get on my high horse We're here. We're going to get arrested one day yeah. for this well, yeah. if someone <laughs> Listen, if someone is found in the local area, it rolled in a rug and thrown in the river. Yeah, it was, it was definitely not, not us. We, only We're, the people that we mentioned are here. Um, so, I'm going to get on my high horse, speaking of the country club scene right now. Oh, great. Yeah, that's this is going to help. Pause brought to you. And um, so... This the news broke today that Dan Hurley, the URI coach, you know, brother of Bobby Hurley, you know, a college basketball player in in his own right, he is leaving URI. He's built the URI program into a top program in the country, revitalized college basketball in New England. He is now leaving URI to go to UConn to be a coach there for six years. He supposedly turned down a bigger deal from Pitt, chose UConn. And I have like he turned out a bigger deal from URI bigger, too. Yeah, in a long term deal. I'm not sure if the money was the same, but it was a he was surprised at the it was how good the deal seven was. years, fourteen or something like that. Wow. So my point is, I kind of URI has a little place in my heart. They've been the local best local team lately, or at least the most fun to watch. Providence is arguably as good. My buddy from work is he went to URI. is a huge URI fan, so I've been rooting for them. I've you know watched this team. They just had EC Matthews, a senior. He played. He was great. They have the kid from Weymouth, Jared Terrell, who's yep. right around the corner from really here. Good. So they had some hometown ties. Everyone loves URI. So he, Hurley see, talked the shit this whole year like it was, you know, a family. When we put our hands in the middle and we go one, two, three, roadie, we actually mean it. It's not fake like some teams said all this stuff. And now he leaves for more money, which is the American way. And that's probably what everyone would do. And I'm not going to sit here. I am going to sit here and say it, but. In actuality, if someone offered me, you know, better pay than Weed Co. USA for a podcast down the street, you know, peace in your crease, pal. I'm going there. But, you know, so that's that's what it is. I understand that. He's leaving talking yeah. seaweed over sponsors, yeah. man. Jesus. So so I, agree, I understand that he's probably got to take care of his family and all that shit. But he that team felt like a family. And he's he lied to a lot of kids. He's been recruiting kids. They've had better talent than they ever should but my main problem of it is is why is he going to UConn UConn was Jim Calhoun Big East basketball legit but they're now in the AAC which is like a three or four team league they're not getting the exposure or the talent going there that they used to when they were in the Big East when they could play at Madison Square Garden and you could advertise that you know they look at the talent that they had for years and 
they're not getting a, you know a Kemba Walker or a Ray Allen anymore. They're getting like the next tier down, and they're just not good enough. So what? It's almost like Hurley to me made a lateral move in. Kingston, Rhode Island isn't the mecca of the earth, but Stores, Connecticut is a shithole. It's not like he's going, <laughs> you know, if he went to Miami or something like you could justify. Miami's all he, a shithole. Yeah, but at least you could go somewhere in the water. It's nice to be Nicer. at. Stores, Connecticut is a cesspool. It's like a Best Western and like ESPN <laughs> guys trying to grab you, you know. So I, there's not much going on there, man. So I just don't get why you would go like 40 miles west or north or whatever the hell direction it is to Stores, Connecticut when you are building something beautiful in Kingston, Rhode Island. So Dan Hurley, I love you. you you've been a great coach. I, the, video, <laughs> the video of him, the video of him being so happy on Selection Sunday when Bobby's Arizona State team made it. I may have, it may have been crying in my room that I was in when I watched that. It's an emotional video. But you know what, man? Goodbye. I'm rolling you up in a rug. I'm tying some shit on you, and I'm throwing you in the river. Because you should have stayed and put your money where your mouth was instead of in your bank account. And you should have not lied to everyone and stayed at URI. I, I 100% agree with that one. I think he should have stayed because so. he could have built that program, dude. Do you think that he left and went to UConn because he thought he could get better recruits? Yeah, that's UConn is a UConn higher game. profile. I mean, they've won the national title recently in the last, like, what, five years? Yeah, I feel like that's we were just talking about, like, old versus new and, like, adapting. I feel like that's that's an old school move to go to a different school. But I feel like if he stayed and he just showed every – if he went to every recruit and just showed Steph Curry at Davidson and showed – um, what's the name? Gordon Hayward, a Butler. You know what I mean? Like, and you show these guys, and you're like, look, yep. they went to small schools. The cream rises we can, to the we top, can, but we it's... can be that school. You can come here, and we can develop you and play for you. You're not going to get caught in the, you know, the revolving door at Kentucky, at Duke, at North Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, dude, those guys are going to be. If you're not five star athlete in your region, they don't give a shit, dude. True. You know what I mean? They don't give a shit. If you're not gonna, if you're not literally. Um, among the best of the best nationally, Duke's not going to call you. Mike Krzyzewski's not going to be like, hey, what's up, man? Do you want to come check out Duke? We heard you're going to increase right, well, our GPA. The, the, game, <laughs> the, game, the games are about to start, so we gotta, we got to stop talking. we got to go watch March Madness. Good luck to everyone All right. going wa- watching March Madness. Give everybody, a, give everybody a bet right now. Me? What's the bet? Yeah. All right. I think the best bet for Sweet 16 weekend is Texas A&M against Michigan. Texas A&M was the best team I saw last week. Michigan's been winning by the skin of their teeth. They're another team that won their conference tournament, so they've already blown their load. I think that tonight you're going to see, or I think it's tonight, Texas A&M is going to outright beat Michigan. They're plus three. So take your money line on Texas A&M. You'll get a little plus action. And next week uh, on the podcast, you can thank me. So, Oh, nice. I like this. All right. Thanks again to Weed Co. USA, Mass Cannabis Chefs, producer John the Extraordinaire. Rose Glenn. Thanks to you, man. Thanks to me. Thanks to you guys.